Fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Look at him, kid. To infinity and beyond! It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me, and my natural response could be to get offended. Well, fine, let's talk about it. Any thoughts of, of your own on this matter? But you, is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own idea just to impress some girls? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. This is the 30-something movie podcast. Welcome to a very special episode. It is our last episode of the year, coming out right before New Year's Eve for you all as a little extra special gift. Uh, We are calling this one Enter the Cantagallo. (laughs) Well, hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on now. I, I, yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't think Pat uh, approved that. Uh, this is, this is, I mean, th- this was your movie that you want to talk about. I mean, this th- is, that, 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 isn't this your true. life I, story, Pat? I, I don't want, I am not anywhere near on a level of Bruce Lee on so many different levels. You Dragon, know what I'm saying? The Patrick Canigallo story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Wookiee, the can of, you know, the, okay. The, you know, okay. Yeti. The Canigallo story. Crouching tiger, hidden Wookiee. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, after watching Bruce Lee bust a move, like I mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I'm going to, I feel like I should only be watching this movie doing pull-ups and push-ups and crunches and like all that kind of stuff. Cause man, he is just an absolute specimen, you know, on full display in this movie. That's all I'm going to say. Pat Canigallo, crouching tiger, hidden Gillette razor. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. now there's a lot to unpack there. There is. I'm, there is. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pull out the GVC guidebook and start charting out that that statement. That's uh, crouching tiger, hidden razor. Yeah. You're, okay, so the you're, razor. You're a, you're a fuzzy guy. I'm a. I am a fuzzy guy. Yeah. Yeah. I am a fuzzy guy. Yeah. Um. So we are talking. Enter the dragon. This time around, this was a special request from Pat that we get this one in before the uh, 1993 comes to a close. We want to talk about it um, as it is reaching its 50th anniversary. 50. For this one. That's crazy. 50. 50. And thank you for indulging me because I know we had a full slate and it's kind of oh, hard to absolutely. squeeze another movie in and all that kind of stuff. I mean, and especially, well, I don't want to give it away, but I mean, I will let the pod unfold. But I appreciate, you know, I appreciate the... Uh, you indulging me, as oh, I said. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, twist my arm to make me watch another movie and talk about it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. When, uh, when my when my opponent contracts, I watch another movie and discuss it. Mm-hmm. That was probably my. We'll, and we'll get into it here in a second. But I I enjoyed just that whole opening scene of yeah. his entire conversation with the the Shaolin monk. And uh, or Shaolin Abbott, and uh, you know just just that whole thing. Like I'm like, oh, this is just it's just so much fun to like watch them talk yeah. back and forth to to have their little like you know, hey Conan, what is best in life kind of moment and right. 
Yeah. And, and I, I want to say, I'm not an expert by any means, but I want to say that that was very important to Bruce to have that included in this movie. Yeah. Like that whole section where he could kind of advertise is the wrong word. But what, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? I need a thesaurus. Showcase. What, um, showcase. Yeah. His, his, his beliefs and his philosophies. I mean, not just about fighting, but about life and, yeah. you know, and I, I just, I, I thought that that was, that was really cool. And the way they put it within the construct of a school, it's like a finger pointing to the moon. And then he looks, he smacks him. Oh, look at the finger. Look at the moon. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I really enjoyed that whole exchange. Did I tell you that I went to go visit a Shaolin temple when I wanted to become a podcaster? I, John, tell me of this. Have, tell I, told, me of have this. I told you this story, Pat? You have not told me this story. Okay. I, I went there and there was a Shaolin abbot, much like this one. And he asked me, what is the highest editing technique you hope to achieve? And my response was to have no technique. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And I have made that dream come true. That's awesome. You're an inspiration, John. What can I say? And I must have a lot of opponents who are contracting because I continue to expand somehow. <laughs> that is outstanding. Especially after a couple of days ago, our whole conversation around Christmas cookies. Yeah. No kidding. No. Well, it's just, I, I, I really find Bruce's philosophy just, just fascinating. Yeah. And to me, it like makes sense. Now, living it and following it is hard, but it's well, hard. That's the challenge. But, you know, just even the talk of, you know, that, and it goes into the quote that, you know, it goes on t-shirts and everything like that, like the whole idea of be the water. Yeah. But when you expand and he explains it, you know, how water fills whatever you put it in, it assumes that shape, right? And it will go with it. But then here's how it's strong. And that goes right into the whole idea of being formless. And, right. you know, if you're going to, if you're going to have, if you're getting into a fight, right? Like, and, you know, do you want to try and box a boxer or do you want to try and grapple with them? If you've got a wrestler, do you want to try and grapple them or do you want to box? You know, it's like to not have a form, to be whatever you need to be. to, And then that can expand out of just fighting and going into life. And I, I really, it's it's easy to, to let these things kind of just become one-off quotes and, and all that. But once you start to explore the depth of it and actually have someone that you know, is intelligent and knowledgeable, explain it to you and break it down. I really, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty taken with the whole thing. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. And like going back to your initial point, having that incorporated in with the, with the movie was a fun way to, uh, was a really cool way to start the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, if you are grappling with a wrestler and it is just prior to weigh in time, a sandwich is probably the best thing you can that's right. Grapple with, with the wrestler. Yes. H having wrestled myself yes. and knowing several others who have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, we'll just jump right into this one. Uh, this one came out on the August 19th of 1973 rated R runtime, one hour, 42 minutes directed by Robert Klaus, who did game of death and the big brawl writers were Michael Allen, Bruce Lee and Jim Kelly. Um, and Michael Allen did another movie called Truck Turner. Producers for this one were Fred Weintraub and Paul Heller. Uh, they did Woodstock, High Road to China, My Dinner with Hervé, 
and Crazy in Alabama. Composer was Lalo Schifrin, who did Mission Impossible and Bullet. Cinematographer Gilbert Hubbs did The Green Berets and The Omega Man. Editors were Kurt Herschler and George Waters. Uh, Herschler did The Ultimate Warrior, and then George Waters did Blackula and Scream, Blackula, Scream. Thank you, 1960s and 70s, for having movies that have titles Noted. Like <laughs> there you. it is right there. Scream, Blackula, Scream. Thank you. Just, just thank you. Um, production company was Warner Brothers. Uh, budget was approximately eight hundred and fifty thousand on a worldwide box office of approximately ninety million. So it did okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Run that back by me again. How much did it cost? Uh, budget was approximately eight hundred and fifty thousand. And it was ninety million. And it made ninety million. That is outstanding. Yeah. That is outstanding. Yeah. It, it it done good. Yeah, that'll that'll do, pig. Right, that's, that's yeah. how you respond to that. That'll do, pig. Okay, yeah, okay. No uh, Flick Metrics gives it a seventy-eight percent. Cinema Score was not around at the time, so did not have a score for this one. Uh, Bruce Lee, who actually died, um, he just died. Was it just prior to the movie being released in theaters? Yeah, was it like yeah. a month before or a couple months before or something like that? Died in nineteen seventy-three. Um, his character's name was Lee in the movie. He was in The Way of the Dragon and Fist of Fury. John Saxon was Roper. He was in A Nightmare on Elm Street and The Appaloosa. Jim Kelly was Williams. He was Black Belt Jones and Three the Hard Way, uh, which is a subtitle for another scene in this, later in this movie. Um, Anna mm -hmm. Capri, who died in 2010, played Tanya. She was in Payday and The Brotherhood of Satan. She uh, Keen, who died in 2009, played Han. Uh, he was in The Young Master and the Story of Dr. Sun Yat-sen. Bob Wall played O'Hara. He was in Way of the Dragon and Game of Death. Uh, Angela Mao played Su Lin. She was in Lady Whirlwind and Hapkido. Betty Chung played Mei Ling. She was in The Silent Swordsman and The Joy of Spring. Jeffrey Weeks was Braithwaite. He was in The Vengeance of Fu Manchu and The Medusa Touch. Peter Archer played Parsons. He was in The Desperate Mission and The Man from Hong Kong. Ho Lee Yan played Old Man. He was in Fist of Fury and The Big Boss. And Marlene Clark played the secretary. She was in Knight of the Cobra Woman and Ganja and Hess. I got a little bit of trivia here. Got a couple of trivia things here and there. But, Pat, I'm sure you have a bunch of trivia that you are that you know for this one since you've yeah. seen this one several times. <laughs> what, what have you got for us? You know, it, it, it's, it's funny that you say it. I, I, I'm feeling remiss. I probably should have come with a little bit more you know, preparedness. I, I mean, the biggest thing that I know is that, that this was kind of, should I say Bruce Lee's like masterpiece? That's my understanding. Um, yeah. That, uh, that he really wanted this movie to just not just be about like fighting, which was pretty incredible fights, but just as, it, as I mentioned before, to showcase his um, philosophies um, to, uh, uh, show the way he, you know, his outlook on the world and to really help bring that to a, a wider audience. And if I understand correctly too, this was like one of the first things where it broke out of just being like, like the Hong Kong cinema and really got worldwide release. So mm -hmm. this is, this really kind of helped him shoot to, you know, worldwide stature. I mean, he was already gaining that, but I mean, it really helped him kind of put it over the, put it over the top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as a lot of more specifics, you know, feel free to, uh, to jump in because I'm really remiss. I don't know. I don't have like a ton of trivia facts to throw in there. 
So supposedly Jackie Chan was an extra in this movie. Yeah. And- yes. He okay. twice. yes, he was. Yeah. yeah. And uh, apparently there's kind of a fun story that goes along with this. Apparently Bruce Lee accidentally hit him in the face with a stick during filming. And when he okay. apologized to him, he promised that, you know, I will give you a role in all of my future movies. And unfortunately, because Lee passed away, he didn't end up keeping that promise. But a uh, fun little story about a very young Jackie Chan on the set of this movie. Yeah. Um, let's see. In 2004, movie was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress. Uh, this is one of only two English language movies where Bruce Lee used his natural voice. This is credited as being the first major Hollywood Chinese martial arts film. Uh, it was the first Chinese martial arts film produced by a major Hollywood studio. Um, this one's always fun to think of. Uh, the movie was filmed entirely without sound, except for, I, I believe, maybe one scene where the sound was recorded on set. Um, but it was filmed entirely without sound. Dialogue and effects were all added in later. Yeah, it definitely has the treatments that you get from, like, the Hong Kong films yeah. with just, you know, the way things sound. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, this says here that he Lee died in Hong Kong three weeks before the movie's premiere. So, yeah, not very long. Uh, his wife had a cameo as a party goer uh, at one point in this movie. Um, there apparently were several fights uh, because they were hiring extras just kind of off the street sometimes um, and stuntmen. They were hiring stuntmen from, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, from Hong Kong, from China. <laughs> apparently there were rival triad families uh, that mm-hmm. the stunt when stuntmen were made up of different triad families, and apparently they uh, had some fights that broke out on set between them. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. And some of the that, and just even some challenges. You know, I, I've and maybe it was more other movies than this one, but like even amongst like martial artists, it's kind of just like, okay, we're gonna spar, we're gonna find out. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like Bruce Lee himself had several times where he would like challenge people to. You know, if if you can if you can hit me, then I will you know give you a hundred dollars. Or if you can do this, it sounded like there were a lot of little like feats of strength or or feats of skill or something like that on the set of this. Yeah, I can imagine that. I can imagine that. I heard. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I I really I know that that uh, well, it kind of goes without saying, but I I think I think very much Bruce was like the real deal. And I think, you know, fighting and challenging and just competition, that competitive side, I think was very prevalent. And I'm sure it was with a lot of the guys that were involved in making the show. Yeah. All right. Quick synopsis. We'll give you the trailer audio for this one in a world where only the strongest survive. Bruce Lee is Lee. John Saxon is Roper, Jim Kelly is Williams, and Shi Keen as Han face the ultimate test. On a secret island, Lee infiltrates a deadly martial arts tournament, masterminded by the enigmatic Han. In this high-stakes arena, fists and wills collide. Enter the dragon, where courage meets power and legends are born. Roper, Williams, and Lee, the deadly three, penetrate the secret chambers of an evil island empire. What do you know about Han? He lives like a king on that island, totally self-sufficient. A fortress without walls 
protected by an invincible army that needs no ordinary weapons. This is Enter the Dragon, the first martial arts film produced by a major Hollywood studio. John Saxon is Roper. He was in it for the money. U.S. karate champion Jim Kelly as Williams. He was there because he had no choice. Black Belt Hall of Fame undisputed martial arts champion and international film star Bruce Lee. His job was to get them out alive. I'm hoping you'll join us, represent us in the United States. You want me to join this? Roper, Williams, and Lee. Just when they think they've broken the secret of the island, they find there is no escape from the inscrutable Han. Warner Brothers presents Enter the Dragon, where the world's greatest martial arts athletes meet the ultimate challenge with the most ancient and deadly of weapons, the human body. Enter the Dragon from Warner Brothers. All right. Uh, so for this one, we've got 10 major moments that help kind of sum up the movie a bit. We start off with Lee's mission. Lee, a skilled martial artist, is approached by British agent Braithwaite to infiltrate a martial arts tournament on Han's Island to gather evidence of Han's criminal uh, activities. I thought maybe I would just alternate between Han and Han because that made me feel, I don't know, for some reason oh, it felt comfortable. Made you feel a little solo? I, I would. I would. if I, I just, I'll go solo on this and... It just it brings a little extra warmth to my heart to mispronounce it constantly. Does it warm the cockles of your heart? It does. It does, actually. And, and next step will be to find a character in this movie whose name is Leia, so I can call her Leia and Leah. And, yeah. Um, as you should. As, as you should. Uh, Lee discovers that O'Hara, the man responsible for his sister's death, is working as Han's bodyguard. Lee defies Han's orders and sneaks into the underground compound to find evidence, but is discovered and escapes after a confrontation with the guards. Following the security breach, Han orders his enforcer, Bolo, to publicly execute the guards responsible for failing their duties. That guy was ripped. Yep. I mean, that guy's shoulders had shoulders. Mm-hmm. You're saying Bolo? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was huge. I, I think the guy playing him... Uh, what was his name again? Was it Leung? Uh, I'm going to blank out on what it was. Um, I want to say that he oh, was one of the guys that would challenge Bruce Lee or vice versa. Okay. Okay. I think I might be way off on that. I just seem to recall reading that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll find I also want to say that I love that whole sequence where, where Bruce Lee is like sneaking around and hiding behind the chair mm -hmm. and that camera shot where you see his eyes watching through the openings of the chair is awesome. Yeah. The whole like very James Bond esque, like sneaking into places and all that. And I just love that he drops the rope down and the guard walks by, doesn't sound the alarm, doesn't just gives a few tugs on the rope and just starts cutting it with a pocket knife. And then when it falls, Bruce has climbed back up and just, you know, right. But I love that whole sequence. That just is outstanding. Yeah. Uh, Bolo Young is his name. Bolo Young. Yeah. Okay. And see, that's what's crazy. The dude is huge. Yeah. I'm taller than him. <laughs> yeah. Like he's super short. He's 5'6". Yeah. Just a little guy. He's just a little guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Then he gets his hands on you. Well, yeah, and then he snaps you in right. half. Yeah, geez, how about that? Um, the first time I remember encountering him was back a couple of years ago when we did the movie Double Impact. Oh, yeah. Remember he was in that with the uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Jean-Claude Van Damme? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember this. Uh, so Bolo executes the guards uh, for failing in their duties. During the tournament, Lee faces and defeats O'Hara, avenging his sister's death, leading Han to abruptly end the day's events. Um, we're all done now. Take your ball and go home. Han kills Williams, suspecting him of being the intruder, and tries to recruit Roper into his criminal organization. Uh, Roper, initially intrigued, reluctantly joins Han's uh, operation after learning of Williams's fate. Lee is captured while sending a message to Braithwaite after another infiltration attempt. Uh, Roper refuses to fight Lee, as ordered by Han, battles and defeats Bolo, leading to a massive fight between Han's men, Lee, Roper, and the freed prisoners. And then finally, Lee chases Han into a mirror room, outsmarts him in a brutal fight, and eventually kills him. The military arrives to take control, with Lee and Roper sharing a moment of mutual respect amid the chaos. It ends with a thumbs up. Ends into... with thumbs up. As, yeah. as I feel like almost every movie should. It, yeah, it well, it ends with the thumbs up, but then it pans back to that claw thing, right? Yeah. Um, that should yeah, have been one of the three that, questions is, what is your favorite movie where it kind of ends with a thumbs up? It could have been this one. It could have been Terminator 2. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are the what are the other movies with a thumbs up at the end? That's that's something I'll have to Google. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's pretty stellar, whatever whatever it is. But um, yeah, and yeah. So before yeah. we get into the deeper thoughts, I'll I'll just I'll ask this kind of more. I'm not even going to ask if you like this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I, I will ask Bo because Bo, this for you and me. I think this is our first time viewing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so first time, first time. What's the what's the you know, where are you guys at with all that? Bo, did it form around you like water or was it a kick in the face? <laughs> it was fun. I, you know, I, I'll admit to not having seen much. Um, you know, there's a spoiler alert. There's a question later that sort of speaks to my ignorance of this genre. But um, I haven't seen many martial arts movies. I haven't seen a ton of Bruce Lee, but I really did like this. It was good. Yeah, and and I enjoyed it too. Um, you know, I I do enjoy a good martial arts movie. Um, yeah, and I, I don't want to say too much about other movies because, like you said, there is we have one of our three questions later is favorite martial arts movie. Um, but yeah, and it was fun to see you know knowing that this is one of the first that was an American production of a Chinese martial arts movie. Um, it was fun to see things in this movie that I'm going, oh, that's where that's from. Oh, okay. That's when I see this in the matrix or when I see this in, you know, this movie here and I see this and that's where that came from. Or, or at least, you know, that's the famous version of where that came from. Yes. So I'll, I'll start with this because with deeper thoughts, we'll, we'll get into other opinions and things like that here in a second. But the question I'll ask before we go into our deeper thoughts is, and this may be a difficult one, and Pat, you may be talking for like the next 45 minutes. Um, is, there uh-huh, a, maybe. Uh-huh. is there a favorite fight in this movie? Oh, jeez. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Larry Moe cheese? I mean, I, I was thinking about that. It's just paced so well. You get the big brawl. You get the one-on-one. You get the individual fights. You get Bruce just totally owning guys. I mean, I don't know if I can pick a favorite. I, I can't. I, yeah. It's all fantastic. I mean, it really... The showdown with Han is obviously, you know, that's the high point, right? That's the big boss. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty great. Um, wow. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. That big rumble out in the yard is pretty, is pretty wonderful. I like when he totally owns, uh, um, what's the guy's name? The guy with the scar. Oh yeah. I like when he just totally owns up Mako and then bam with the front hand, bam with the backhand. And yeah. I still don't know where that guy got two glass bottles just sitting out there in the field. I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, <laughs> was it were I were there people just drinking glasses? Beer like, what? Oh yeah, yeah. Glasses ex machina? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bo- um, bottle ex machina. There it is. Yeah. That's better. <laughs> so that was uh that was pretty awesome. Um, God, I don't know. What about you guys? I'm just rambling. I like it all. Yeah, I mean, it's all pretty good. It's... I think the the scene with the snake was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, he, then you read he, he tapped it on the head ten times and only got bit once mm-hmm. filming mm-hmm. it. But they removed the poison gland, so it's okay. The venom gland, sorry. Oh, yeah, that makes it all all right. Right? You're like, oh, God, he still got bit by a snake. That's like the, <laughs> what, what was the trivia from uh, Home Alone? It's like, oh, yeah, no, this spider totally can't hear you scream. Right. Oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. That that makes it all fine, then. Yep. Thanks. That's, yes. we're all just fine here now. I'm. Uh, that has alleviated all of my worries. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please place the tarantula right on my face. Yeah. Yeah, and then in the film, the snake's prone around. He just steps on it, just yeah. to hold it in place. Yeah. Oh man, all that stuff is just—it's just awesome. Yeah, I—I yeah. I have a hard time narrowing it down to a single fight. I mean, I probably probably some of the most intimidating scenes are the scene where Bolo is going through and killing all the guards. Yeah. Or just or ripping through all the guards, basically, and He's just yeah. unstoppable force. Yeah, because just yeah, it just makes him such an intimidating character. I know, I know. All right, let's go on and get into our deeper thoughts here. And now, deep thoughts. I have an opinion on this matter. Don't mince words, Bones. What do you really think? I like it a lot. Wow. It's very deep. Thank you. So, Pat, I'm going to maybe direct this one at you since you've seen the movie most often. Um, yes. But obviously we'll we'll expand this. Um, in terms of this kind of influencing later movies, have there been any particular movies where, you know, between between watching this one for the first time, 
and mm-hmm. any other movies that even incorporate martial arts, um, have there been specific times where you've been watching a movie and you go, that's from Enter the Dragon? Well, I, I'll i tell you, I don't even know if it's a movie, but this is going to be the obvious thing. It's more like I'm thinking the video game Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the number one biggest thing that I see with influence with Enter the Dragon in terms of, of you know, in terms of being like it, you know, because I mean, like the plot is so similar right down to the characters and kind of how they're represented and all that kind of deal. Um, that being said, I think that the, I mean, I think there's like, um, in, in my, in my humble, honest opinion, as they say, I think that you get with this movie, if you've seen a lot of the other Bruce Lee movies, right? Like, you know, the big boss or fist of fury, you know, if you see other Hong Kong kind of, uh, uh, Kung Fu movies, right. You'll start to see a lot of similarities with like some of the sound effects, some of the overdubs, um, you know, the way the voices are overlaid and all that kind of thing. And just, you know, like the fight sequences and like the way that, the way that goes, you know, when you look at how this movie was and you said it, you know, this was one of the first ones that was like the big Hollywood blockbuster, you know, that it was really kind of a transitory kind of not transitory transitional kind of movie, because this was the first time, you know, that that happened. And I think it's influence is I think it just opened the door. I think it really showed that, okay, we can have superstars where it's not just, Oh, well, that's just an Asian superstar or, Oh, that's just a martial, um, a Kung Fu superstar. I think it, it just showed that like, okay, we can just call him a superstar. And, you know, I think that opened the door to it. So I think a lot of the, the Kung Fu movies that came after it, um, you know, Bruce was, my understanding, I think he was epically big in Asia. So I think a lot of the movies that continued to come out there were just always influenced by just, you know, kind of what he did. I mean, when you compare this, the story um, that's in this is so, what should I say, put together, advanced, fine-tuned. I mean, it's a really compelling story. You know, these guys all showing up for a tournament and this guy, he's the, the secret agent. The action sequences are crisp and fun. And I, I, I mean, you go any action superstars, I think are going to, you know, talk about the effect that Bruce Lee had on them and how they inspired him or, you know, even if the scenes aren't like a carbon copy of what enter the dragon did, I think it's just the idea of the fight sequences and the way martial arts figure in and how you can have, you know, Eastern culture, be a part of these big blockbusters. I think it had a pretty big effect on that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to sit there and say, okay, well check out this scene in the matrix. The way this happens, it totally makes you think of, however, that being said, I don't think you're going to necessarily get what you got in the matrix. If Bruce hadn't done all his thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jackie Chan has put together some incredible movies and, but even that, like, I mean, if you didn't have Bruce Lee, you're not going to get, you yeah. know, all these other things that like he's making. And I feel like there's several elements of like the Kill Bill, 
that right. you know, is, pays tribute back to this. Um, one that kind of reminds me a little bit of this, too, is did you ever see the Jet Li movie Fearless? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that one, that one to me, from what I remember, it's been a while since I've seen that one, but from what I remember, like, that one is fairly similar in that, isn't there kind of like a, well, in a lot of martial arts movies, there's like a, always kind of a tournament concept to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like that one kind of had the similar kind of East meets West kind of deal, um, you know, had a, a martial arts tournament kind of concept to it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would imagine that there's just about any of the, martial arts movies that have been made since the 1970s are going to, you know, are going to look back in some way to this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, I don't ever want to speak for people, and I'm speaking as a fanboy, right? Like, so, I mean, I love this thing, so of course I'm going to say that, but I just, in some of the documentaries and you know, the specials on Bruce Lee and all that. Like I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, him and and just, yeah, this guy really influenced us and gave us a super, and and for, for some, for a lot of, you know, Asian actors and that, that they interviewed, they said that it gave us someone to cheer for that looked like us, that wasn't being, well, someone to cheer for that wasn't being lampooned or made fun of, or like the butt of the jokes or all the worst stereotypes and, and, uh, you know, this gave us a character that was incredible shape, incredibly good looking, you know, humorous. I mean, um, intense. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, so I, I think he really with what he did in the movies, but just him like being that superstar, I think, really kind of opened the door there. Does this, and, and this question is for, for any of us, so um, I'll pose this one to Bo first. For this movie, one of his goals, I think, uh, or at least what I've read, one of his goals was he wanted to showcase his beliefs, he wanted to showcase martial arts, but he also wanted to showcase China as being a beautiful country, and he wanted to showcase kind of like, you know, here's why people should love China and why people should go visit China. Um does the movie hit those different points for you, Bo, when you watch it? Knowing that you also, you know, self-admittedly don't watch a lot of martial arts movies, does this hit that point for you of, yes, it really is a great example of martial arts and I enjoy it because of, you know, what it is. Yes, it makes me want to go to China. I mean, does it does it do all those things for you? Did he succeed? Um, I think so. I mean, it was the China stuff does make the country look beautiful. Like he did that. And I will say like, kind of leading us to another question later, but um, China can look very beautiful. I mean, there are some, there is some gorgeous history and some gorgeous country there. And I think especially back then, no one knew that, you know, I feel like today, we sort of know because we've seen we've had an Olympics there recently. We've seen right. some of that. Um, but I imagine back then, I mean, gosh, back then, China was kind of ambiguous. No one knew much about it. I think this would have been amazing in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it, in terms of the martial arts side of things, 
Um, does watching this movie and and it's a little bit ironic. We base we started the year. It wasn't our very first episode. We started the year in January with Dragon the Bruce Lee story. We're ending mm-hmm. the year with Enter the Dragon. And so we've had, basically this is the year of Bruce Lee, I guess. Um, That's the way it should be, as, as it should be. And does this for for you, Bo? Does because I know Pat's answer. Um, in watching this movie, does this make you want to watch more martial arts movies, or is martial arts movies kind of a genre that you're like, oh, I could take it or leave it? Um, it certainly made me think about it. Uh, there was a couple in some of the research I did that I was like, huh. I've, I'm embarrassed to say what I'm about to say, but for you guys, I'll say it. Share your embarrassment I, with us, Bo. I haven't seen all of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh. Um, and it sort of reminded me that I need to do that. So. It sort of made me, it definitely made me think of things like that. Bo, do you have a... 4K Blu-ray player? I, I do. I will loan you my copy, my 4K Blu-ray copy Ooh, of Crouching excellent. Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, excellent. So that you can enjoy it in all of its glory. I was going to say, the way it oh. should have been drawn, uh, enjoyed. Hold up right here, my That's Crouching a- Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Steelcase 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, nice. I will loan wow, that that's you like... Then you can finish 20? it. I'm sorry, I should have worded that differently. I will loan this to you, and then you can finish him. <laughs> much better Patrick silly question does this inspire you to go watch more martial arts movies oh yeah okay oh yes but Patrick did oh, yes. you need to be inspired to go watch more martial arts <laughs> movies well let's just say I found this movie early on and it was <clears throat> a match made in heaven but I'll tell you I you know it's funny because I saw this movie early on right so it was and then I'm thinking kind of when we grew up, um, when we grew up, there was, um, a, there wasn't a ton of martial arts movies unless you, uh, unless you, um, unless you stayed up way past say? your bedtime. Yeah. Unless you sought them out. Right. Like there was, the, there was like the samurai. I mean, one of the, you had to work for the, it for sure. One of the network, one of the networks every, every Saturday would do like, the samurai showdown. Yeah. But I don't know if that was like Kung Fu movies. Right. So sometimes they were the, uh, because my dad loved these. In fact, I have his entire set of them. They would do like the Zatoichi blind swordsman movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And I want to say like trying to find later on when DVDs came out, you know, you could get those DVD collections. I got, I had a collection of like 10 Kung Fu movies, like, not, you know, not featuring Bruce Lee, but all these other guys, like some of the guys that were like bit parts in this are like the stars of these other ones. And so it's, I mean, it's just great stuff. Like, so yeah, I can always enjoy that. But again, that was, you know, you know, cause we grew up and that's really when Jackie Chan was really coming out. Like, uh, um, what was, what was all Jackie Chan stuff? The, there was the, the police one. And then there was, um, God, I'm forgetting all the, of course, the legend of the drunken master, but there was right. a ton of Jackie Stan stuff. So Jackie Chan, rush stuff, hour, so was, rush hour, four, well, rush hour, seven. Well, see, and that was the thing like that rush hour. That was when Jackie Chan came over and kind of almost did the same thing where 
that was the first like made in America martial arts type movie. Right. Um, almost as a proof of concept because like he did all the Jackie Chan did all his other stuff, like in the earlier nineties and all that, but then rush hour came out and then it was all the rush hours. And then there was, um, the one where he's in the old West with, um, Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson, you know, like that was again, kind of like a, yeah. And that was kind of like a Shanghai noon. And that was like the, Hey, we can do martial arts movies. You know what I'm saying? I think, just that loss of Bruce Lee way too young and way too early, almost kind of put a stopper in what could have been some pretty awesome progress. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, went through a bit of a dark ages, you know, it was. Mm -hmm. Cause they're really, I'm trying to think, I mean, were there any, I mean, since 1973, were there any big martial arts movies until, um, you know, until rush hour, I mean, like made uh, in like American movie houses and stuff. I mean, the ones I'm thinking of with Jackie Chan, I mean, obviously the, the, the rumble in the Bronx, um, mm -hmm. the legend of the drunken master. Um, I mean, you're going to get most of the Jean-Claude Van Damme stuff. Right. right but is okay. that, a, but is that more MMA than it is, yeah. you know, well, Kung Fu? I, I mean, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I am not the expert here. What so. do you uh, What do you consider big trouble in Little China? I yeah. consider it big trouble. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. So big trouble in Little China, which I mean, I love that thing. Yeah. You've but got that, the Van Dam stuff, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um. But again, you know, but is that as true to the vision? You know. Well, yeah. I mean, he's putting his own you know, spin on, on all that, you know, just like everyone's kind of got their own style and all that kind of thing. And then, you know, Steven Seagal did his movies. I, it's funny. I was just going to say, does some of the Steven Seagal stuff count? Cause I'm thinking even under siege, which wasn't a martial arts movie, he's, he's doing this, doing the kicks, or at least it looks mm -hmm. like he is. Well, and you got Chuck Norris. And... Oh, yeah. Right. You've got, Oh but, God, I don't even know why I, I, glance past this one you've got the last dragon i don't know how i could have forgotten the last dragon oh yeah i i, I almost overlooked it but show enough it was there mm -hmm. well but when did like when did under siege come out ah uh, that's gotta be 90... 91 five oh didn't we do under i thought we already did under siege yeah you know what we might have so you're talking the 90s. Oh, Under Siege was 92. Yeah, we did it last year. Okay, there we go. So almost 20 years after what Bruce Lee did, you had Under mm -hmm. Siege. <clears throat> Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, he did his stuff. It was late 80s. Big Trouble in Little China, late 80s. Yeah. Um, you know, Crouching I mean, Tigers, like, not till 2000. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because you know, it's, you know, obviously Bruce Lee really wanted to open up to a philosophy and a way and a thought and all that. But now <clears throat> what this is built into is there's, you know, it's, it's featured in so many different movies. Right. And again, are you seeing, you know, all these different fight sequences and, and, and all that, I mean, and it's, it's almost funny, but you know, you go back to, to earlier, 
earlier films and like, you know, fist fights and all that, like look at a Bond film, right? It's, it's sort of like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the roundhouses and haymakers and all that, you know, they, they joke, you know, Star Trek fighting, right. You see in there now when there's a fight scene, it's, it's quick cuts or, you know, kind of shaky camera or, you know, the actors go through intense martial arts training for a couple of, you know, like it's starting to be incorporated to where that's kind of the fight, the fighting that you're expecting to see. Right. You got to do the like, quick cuts. So you can slip in the stunt man. That's the, well, right. I'm, and that's fine. Like I'm not, geez, I'm not judging. Like that's all. Oh good. no. I just, that's, I <laughs> right. think some of the style is uh, dictated by production in that case. Whereas, you know, Bruce Lee was actually doing those kicks. Right. And I think that's the, like, that's the big thing too. The influence is now when you, um, you want a fight scene, that's, that's what you want in your fight scene. Right. You want, there's some kind of a, a martial arts thing. And, and, and again, we're kind of getting past that. No, I, this sounds like I'm making some big statement, like I'm some learned man or something, but especially with ultimate fighting, the idea of mixed martial arts and, you know, you're not going to necessarily see like a classical form martial art. Um, you know, the fight, you know, there might be some arm locks or arm bars or, or that, but a little bit more of like a functional, more self-defense kind of law enforcement kind of uh, application of, of that. But that being said, you know, you look at the Marvel movie, Shang-Chi and the legend of the, um, how many rings, however many rings. Ten. And that had a bunch of martial arts action in it. Right. I mean, Captain America, um, Captain America, it was a lot of like boxing, you know, like American boxing and, um, which you could consider like a martial art, obviously not a traditional Asian one, but then like in winter soldier, you know, the moves are, you know, there's, you're seeing a little bit more, you know, elaborate kicks and, and all that kind of thing. So I think that's a big legacy right there is, this is being incorporated into so many different movies. So here's another question that I have kind of along these lines. And I'm not trying to, by, by asking this question, like I'm not trying to like stir up anything and I'm not trying to pit one person against the other. Um, Mm -hmm. But do you think that Jackie Chan would have become as popular if Bruce Lee had lived? Because I feel like Jackie Chan really started to, like his rise started to occur after Bruce Lee had passed away. You know, I think you start to see him show up in a lot of movies after he was in this. You know, he's in, he's starting to be in a lot of movies in the 70s, um, then in the 80s as well. But do you think that he would have been, if somebody like Bruce Lee, who was just amazing in these movies and, and in his kind of philosophy and his take on things and, you know, how he wanted to be, you know, kind of the representative like to show the world all these different things do you think that jackie chan would have had the same opportunity if bruce lee had lived longer oh i think so personally yeah i do too i actually think there's a lot of potential there like it's it's not a very apt comparison but i'm going to do it anyway the ben affleck matt damon partnerships Mm, yeah you could have seen 
you know, these two guys together in, you know, one playing the big bad, one playing the good guy, buddy stuff. Like, I think there's a lot of potential there, especially with the age difference. You've got your, your mentor mentee plots. Like, I just think there's a lot of story there that could have mm-hmm. worked for both of them. And what Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. sorry, let me swallow my food. I'm like getting too excited. Um, <laughs> what Jackie, what Jackie Chan does in his movies is different than what Bruce Lee did in his. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at the Jackie Chan movies and there's all this elaborate choreography and rhythm to it. And I mean, you know, especially, I mean, that was a joke I remember hearing about rush hour is that they're like, you know, in Hong Kong, we will work three months to like prepare five minute fight scene. Right. But, but here we work five minutes for like a, like a, you know, like the fight scene and then move on to other things. Just what the focus is, Mm -hmm. you know, in a, in, in the Asian versus, you know, American type movies. But that being said, like Jackie Chan has those just elaborate, um, you know, choreography, choreographies, however you're saying it, um, where it's just dynamic and it's like door open and there's humor in it. And then it's like, you punch here and then my, my fist bounces off this, which then goes to my leg, which then I spin around and then I open this cabinet, which bounces off your head, which bounces back into his head, which then I duck. And I mean, it's just like, bam, bam, bam. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I think of I Jackie Chan as being more comedic. Yeah. And, I, agree. I, I, and Bruce Lee being, while Bruce Lee has comedic moments, I don't think that was his aim. No, I no, I, I hear you. I hear you too. I hear you with that. Definitely. But I mean, just just watch their styles and and you see differences. So I think that there's, I definitely think that that would be, you know. But I don't know. More that martial been, artists, more better. Well, that would have been fun to get like a, a buddy cop movie with Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Rush Hour, Hong Kong. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, to, to Bruce make Lee's a- walking around saying, "I'm too old for this stuff." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I've got the I have the movie playing on my phone, sitting next to me while I'm while we're recording here, and I've gotten mm-hmm. to the point. Um, you know, it's it's almost to the very end. We're like the last ten minutes of the movie, and that massive fight breaks out. Mm-hmm. And it's there's parts of this. I was thinking of like linking it to other movies. There's parts of this where just the 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 guards and the other people just come streaming out of there, and it reminds me of the um, like the cloned Smiths fight in uh, Matrix Reloaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like little bits of that, and that and that's just such a uh, such a cool like almost ridiculous but kind of cool moment where <laughs> the where he takes that claw and like you mm-hmm. know the, the missing hand that he's got he's like you know attaches it on there and just like okay that's that's almost like bond villain levels of ridiculousness but also fun mm-hmm. yes yeah i mean the movie was definitely fun yeah it it was just fun Go out and enjoy an action adventure movie. Yeah. All right. Well, Pat, before we go into the three questions, anything else you want to tell the people? Uh, this is this is your time to tell the people 
Anything you want to tell them about Enter the Dragon? Yeah, I mean, I, it's just, well, it's everything we said, right? It's a fun movie. It's action-packed. It's got, you know, Bruce Lee, who's iconic and just, you know, incredible martial artist and incredible, you know, filmmaker and, and well, I, I, is that, you know, incredible at what the stories he did and what he was able to do on the big screen. Right. Um, the, I I also want to take a moment to say the Lalo Schifrin soundtrack is fantastic. I love it. Oh yeah. And, uh, all of Lalo Schifrin's stuff is amazing, but I just love that. Like, um, I just love that sound that he's got in there. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. I've got nothing but great things to say. It's just a dynamic, exciting, fun movie. Um, you, you mentioned the soundtrack and I know this is, this is completely different. This is not, I'm not making a comparison between a Japanese movie and a Chinese movie, but, um, I think Pat, I might've mentioned to you that I got a chance to go see the Godzilla minus one movie. Yeah. Yes. So good. The one really fun thing, um, Mm -hmm. is that they kept using in that they kept using like some of the old traditional like 1950s Godzilla music. That's awesome. Like anytime Godzilla would show up and it it kind of reminded me of like some of these older movies and, and some of those themes that you get and like what, what you're used to hearing from a certain style Mm -hmm. of movie. And there were just moments where when, when Godzilla is about to show up or, you know, something related to Godzilla is happening. It just has this whole like old, old, monster movie kind of like bum, 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 kind of deal mm-hmm. and i'm just i'm sitting in the movie theater going i i wish i wish my dad was still around to come watch this movie with me he would have mm-hmm. loved this thing but it reminded me like, awesome. same, same as what you're saying about you know the soundtrack for this one and how it's it really does kind of set the stage for what other martial arts movie soundtracks are going to be like you know, going forward from 1973 all the way up until now, um, mm-hmm. I feel like the Godzilla movie did the same thing. Like it really brought me back to, you know, old school Godzilla music, and it was just a great homage to all the ones that had come before. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's also a quick little plug for me to say that by the time this episode comes out on December 30th, if Godzilla minus one is still in theaters, people need to go see it. Because it is amazing, and awesome. and surprisingly, for a movie that's in Japanese with English subtitles, the movie theater on a Sunday uh, mid afternoon was packed. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so happy that people can read. Yeah, me too. Reading, read, words are sometimes tough, but yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a great movie. All right. I think it's time for three questions. As long as I have not offended anybody's family or offended a Shaolin temple, uh, we can go you have three questions. Are, are we okay family? with okay with that? You have offended my family? I mean, the temple I can't help you with. I don't I don't know enough about offending a temple. I mean that so, I yeah. feel like I feel like there's you, there's no forgiving that. Hmm. I mean I don't have a lot of 
experience with that, but I feel like there's there's no going back from having offended both family and the Shaolin Temple. Yeah, he was he was basically you know he was he was just drinking. Well, he left him hanging on a spear. It was it was basically (laughs) well, it was basically you killed my father. Prepare to die. Yeah, that's that's basically what it came down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, so you know what? I'm just I'm just going to say that influence thought. I'm I'm sorry. I'm jumping back, no, John. No in all your in all your editing, you can put this statement earlier. But think of Star Wars. I have think no, of what the I have no editing technique. So go ahead. Yeah, think of what Star Wars was with the lightsaber fights yeah. in the original, and then we come back and we get Episode One, and what do you do? We need a Sith Lord. We're going to hire a martial artist. And you get that lightsaber fight that, I, I mean, right. like the Darth Maul lightsaber fight, it was like, wait, what the, what the, what is, what is Star Wars? Wait, what? Okay. I mean, but they bring in martial artists, right? Yeah. 89 Batman, right? The way that the fights were choreographed and shown, like, it was kind of the, it was, you know, there was some punching and kicking and all that kind of stuff, but it was just kind of like slugfest. Right. And then when they did it with like the Christopher Nolan ones, there was a, a certain fighting system, martial art that they used as the basis for the moves. Right. So it just, it worked its way into Hollywood where that was what, you know, yeah. that was what you wanted when you were doing your fight scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I'm finishing my thought from the other one. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, all right. Question number one. What is your favorite martial arts movie? Well, I'm going to say this one. I mean, this, this is, this is the, this is the mother of all martial arts movies. And I just can't, I can't get away from it. I just absolutely love this show. All right. Bo? I mean, it kind of depends on what you call a martial arts movie, but I did like Under Siege and Rush Hour um, and this movie. I mean, I think I enjoyed this a lot. But as I said earlier, I don't have that encyclopedic knowledge that, uh, that you or Pat might. What do you got, John? Yeah, I think I still think one of my favorite one of my favorite ones is The Legend of Drunken Master. Mm-hmm. Like I, yep. I really I really enjoy that movie. And yep. I was looking back on my shelves back here. I used to own a copy of that movie on DVD and I don't know oh, yeah. and I don't know what happened to it. So that the is the all uh, white box with Jackie Chan like punching through the front. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. 
Oh, yeah. So now that I'm realizing I really enjoy that movie, I had a copy. I don't seem to have a copy now. I'm, I'm going to quote Uncle Argyle from Braveheart and say that is something we shall have to remedy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, that might be what... I, this, this one was amazing, too, though. Um, but I think, you know, Legend of Drunken Master, that ever since I saw that one, like, that one kind of blew my mind a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, um, Legend of Drunken Master was good. I'm putting it mildly, understatement of the century right there. Um, the other one that's really great came out later is Ong Bak, The Legend of the Thai Warrior. Oh, yeah. Tony Jaa's in that. Tony Jaa was like a, a stunt guy. Holy Moses. The, the stuff that's happening in there is just fantastic. And he is just solid in there. And I, I want to say there was a, it was one of those YouTube, like, you know, have you ever seen it? Like the lawyers break down lawyer movies, mm-hmm. the stunt men break down stunt man movies. And they went through this and they're like, yeah, guys, he was breaking down some of the fights in this. And it was this one, or maybe one of the later ones that Tony Jaa did. And he's like, yeah, this is all one continuous shot where he's like fighting up a staircase and he, he has to go through, he says, yeah, it's a choreographed fight, but you're still putting your body through a whole lot. Like, I mean, right. that is, that is intense. And like all the falls and the smack, you know, yeah, he's, he's falling correctly, but he's still falling through a floor 20 feet. You know, I mean, yeah, but yeah, there's some amazing stuff in, in Ongbok. It's uh, that, that movie's legit. It's pretty fantastic. I'm sorry. I also forgot to mention Kung Fury. Oh, that is outstanding. Oh, you've seen Kung Fury, right? I don't think so. Oh. I believe we've recommended this every time that we talk about a martial arts movie. When this is done, Bo, I would take a half hour, and it literally will take only a half hour of your life. It's like 25 minutes. <laughs> it's 25 It is not a half hour that you'll want to get back. Kung Fury. Okay. You, you need, oh, my. It is amazing. I will add it to the list for sure. Oh, yes. It is. I, do do I even tell you the synopsis for the movie, or do you think just let him let him go watch it? I I just think let him watch it because like you could explain this, and I can't explain what the synopsis of. I mean, I like in a general term. It's, oh, it's oh, I'll really, give you one. I'll give you one sentence. A kung fu cop travels back in time to kill Adolf Hitler. Done. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's outstanding. Sounds like it. And it really is. It's like I want to say it's like 25 minutes at most. Oh, no, 31 minutes. Oh, well. Whatever it's, will we do? But but I tell it's, you what, it's, it's it's got Michael Fassbender, it's got David Hasselhoff, it's Oh. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. It is amazing. Um, the other one that I did not mention that I think I mentioned this because we had a question when we did our uh, Dragon the Bruce Lee story. One of our questions was, what is your favorite fight scene in a martial arts movie? And I think I mentioned this one, uh, but another one that I really enjoyed when I saw it, and it's been several years since I've seen it, was um, Old Boy. Mm-hmm. Mm. That one has that. It's got that fun... Um, and the reason it made me think of it is because there is a there was a scene in, gosh, was it season 
two, maybe, season two of Superman and Lois. Um, there's a fight scene where Bizarro Superman is fighting in this corridor, and it's just like one long continuous shot of this fight scene in a in a corridor shot from the side um, where he's just like fighting person after person, and it just keeps going. Um, and that was kind of an homage to um, this, uh, I think it was South Korean film called Old Boy. And there is a scene, mm-hmm. like a famous scene in there where it's this long corridor and it's shot from the side, and it's just him, you know, one right after the other, people are coming and attacking him, and he's got to fight through the whole whole group of them. Yeah. That's just cool. I enjoy that one, too. All That's right, question number cool. two. What is your favorite movie that takes place in China? Ooh. Hmm. I mean, it was an interesting list as I was looking through them. You only live twice came to mind. That's Hong Kong. I don't know if we're sure. being if we're splitting hairs on that or not, no. but well technically Hong Kong is part of China now, right? Right. It is now. Yeah. It wasn't at the time, but you know. True. Yeah. True. Right. Um, it's acceptable. So that's that was the first one that came to mind when you said movies set in China. Patrick, what do you got? Um, movies that take place in China. Well, this one. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Crouching does does Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon in China? It is. Yeah, that's is that a dumb question? Yeah, no. that is Pat. That was a dumb question. No, it's not dumb. Questions. Um, no dumb questions, just dumb no, answers. No. <laughs> no, I I I believe there are dumb questions. Um. I'm trying to think of other movies. You know, I did not consult a list, and I probably should have. But I, I um, you know, these are the ones that that come to mind. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just. I think the favorite movie that took place in China, I would say, that, you know, the ones there that I mentioned, that I mentioned, you know, you mentioned the Bond films, Tomorrow Never Dies. I mean, that's kind of on the water and all that, but I mean, um, you know, South China Sea, if that counts. Oh, you know what movie I really like is The Sand Pebbles. <laughs> I really like The Sand Pebbles. Okay. Um, that one's good. Thirty seconds over Tokyo. I'm a big, you know. Oh yeah. I, I, I like reading about and studying about like the do little raids. So, you know, the, the guys that, you know, the stories of how those guys had to evade capture in China uh, from the Japanese and how they had to get through. I know that that's been featured in a couple of movies, like what, 30 seconds over Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So that one's, um, that one's good. I did. I enjoyed, um, and we covered this one like way, way back, like six years ago now. Um, Empire mm-hmm. of the Sun. Ah, uh, um, yeah, that was good. A really young Christian Bale. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was probably going to be my, in terms of like, one of the most beautiful mov- movies featured mm-hmm. in China. It's um, gorgeous. I was going to do Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You know what I might have to go with though, just just to stay true to my '80s movie roots. Yeah. I'm going to go with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. There you go. There the, it is. The opening scenes at uh, Club Obi Wan. Yep. Anything goes. Indeed. And, speak, and speaking of martial arts movies, Karate Kid. I thought he was going to say, and speaking of anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I totally forgot to put in Karate Kid when we were talking about martial arts movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, and finally, question number three: best use of mirrors in a movie scene. Which talk about going down a rabbit hole of this one? No kidding. <laughs> I had way too much fun with this one. Uh huh. Because you can go from the silly to the spooky to the. Mm-hmm. I mean, mirrors are used. The absent mirror and duck soup. Yep. Um, <laughs> the one that I wish I'd thought of on my own, but I had to consult the list was the reverse shot of red rum. Yeah. Um, LA confidential really any cop movie uses that trick, but LA confidential just does it so well. Yeah. Yes. So question here, because it came out a year later. Do you feel like, or do you think the man with the golden gun stole the Hall of Mirrors idea from Enter the Dragon? Oh, without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. That idea of the fun house. Yeah. Because that was, I mean, this is 73. That one was 74. It's only a year later. Right. Yeah, I was coming across a bunch of movies with mirrors in them i mean you've got you've got poltergeist you've got uh, good one uh, i mean obviously you've got like uh is it snow white that's the mirror mirror on the wall you've got that you've got mm-hmm. um black swan um you've got the you looking at me and taxi driver yeah um the rear view mirror in jurassic park Oh yeah, that's a good one. You got uh well don't don't say his name three times, but you got Candyman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and the one uh the one pat I thought you might go with that you might mention was um aren't there a couple of different mirror scenes in the Harry Potter movies? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Isn't the one where he looks yes. like he has to, he looks in the mirror and sees um, you know, like you look in the mirror and you'll see your heart's desire and he sees himself there with his parents. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, the, the scene in the big Lebowski when it's got the, uh, <laughs> yes, you know, it's like, are you the, it's like the time magazine or whatever. And, and he just looks at me like, huh? Huh? Yeah. Um, there is, um, oh, obviously, there's the pretty iconic. If I was going to go with a, a mirror scene that just, like, at the time, I was like, whoa, that's cool. 
um, it would be the scene where it, the very first time when Neo is introduced to the Matrix and touches the mirror, mm-hmm. uh, and then it starts to, you know, all the mirrory substance starts to overtake his whole body. Yes. Yeah. The one I'm going to go with, though, because it's still one of my absolute favorites, is anytime I'll, I'll pick the Army of Darkness one, but anytime that Ash looks in a mirror, um, I was one. I yes, yeah. <laughs> either in Evil yes. Dead Two when the mirror kind of like <clears throat> reaches back through and grabs him, or yeah. uh, or the one I'm going to go with though is going to be the uh, Army of Darkness where he shatters the mirror and then all the little ashes come out. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. That's that's got to be my choice. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty outstanding. Um I mentioned what I was gonna say. You were talking about Ash versus Evil Dead. What were you talking about right from? You were talking about the Matrix. Mentioned the oh, Matrix. I know what I was I know what I was gonna say yeah. is I love in the, the build up to the chase scene in Bullet, um how they use the rear view mirror. It's just a quick mm. couple seconds of a scene. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't know if I, you know, spoilers for Bullet. You guys have seen Bullet, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. But where, like, they're following the Mustang and then they lose it. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you see is it pops up in the mirror. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Well, Pat, I got to ask you, so this this was your special episode. Did we do this movie justice? Oh, I think so. Okay. I think so. You just, as long as I you mean, got a chance to talk about it, you were fine. Yeah, I was fine. And I I mean, I, I apologize to listening audience. All I did was just say, this was awesome. That was awesome. That was fantastic. This was great. This That's, is so, I'm, I'm sorry you didn't quite quite much nuance, but watch the movie for nuance. My review is just going to be, you know. This is awesome. Awesomeness. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is, in fact. Awesome. Well, that's fine. I we I mean, don't have to make up anything. If it's awesome, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're not making. We don't make stuff up here. No. We report the facts. We are. We're honest to a fault. We are. All right. Well, everybody, Fair if you want to check out more of our stuff, we are at thirty podcastcom and at thirty podcast on all the different social media outlets. Um, we are. This is our last episode of nineteen ninety three. Uh, last episode of this year so as we move on into next week next week we'll be hitting up the 94 movies um we'll start january with law and order month our patreon will be seven samurai from 1954 patreon short will be stephen king's the stand from 1994 and then our regular episodes are going to be naked gun 33 and a third beverly hills cop three the getaway the chase and wyatt earp all kinds of fun stuff coming up. Um, but yeah, so as as I tend to say, I think at the end of every year, thank you to Bo and Pat and Jeff and Dennis and um, all of our other guest hosts and co-hosts who come on with us from time to time over the year. But it's been a fun year. Uh, I'm having a hard yes. time believing that 93 is over. It's, yes. going to happen whether we're ready or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like 93, we hardly knew you. We started with Jurassic Park. Yep. Yeah. I'll do, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to pause the outro music for half a second, and we'll just, uh, we'll take people kind of back through 
real quickly, uh, if they want to go back and listen to anything they might have missed, if they're just, you know, if somebody's joining us for the first time. Um, mm -hmm. But th this year was a lot of fun. We did. We started off the year with Jurassic Park. Uh, we had Matinee, Free Willy, Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Um, mm -hmm. And then February, we had the month of names. All of our movies were Dave, Searching for Bobby Fisher, Benny and June, and Carlito's Way. Mm -hmm. uh, March, we had Cliffhanger, Groundhog Day, True Romance, Falling Down, and The Fugitive. Yep. Uh, what else did we have? We had in April, Sleepless in Seattle, A Bronx Tale, mm. the Bond movies special that Pat did, um, mm -hmm. Gettysburg, Philadelphia. In May, we did In the Line of Fire, Demolition Man, Loaded Weapon, Striking Distance, Three Musketeers. In June, we had Much Ado About Nothing, The Pelican Brief, Shortcuts, and The Firm. Mm -hmm. July was the firm. Was, That's so good. Oh, yeah. July was Cool Runnings, The Sandlot, Rookie of the Year, and Rudy. Mm -hmm. August was My Life, Into the West, The Good Son, Indian Summer, and Adam's Family Values. We had some good uh, had some good guest hosts on some of those too. We had um, you know, Jason Colvin was one that kind of turned us on to Indian Summer um, mm -hmm. and requested that we do that one. Um, I think also during that month we had I think uh, Rob Perry was with us for Adam Family Values, um, but mm -hmm. he also came on to talk with us on one of our Patreon episodes <clears throat> that came out in August was the '83 movie Crawl. Yeah, which was a lot of fun to go back and watch that one again. Oh yeah. Uh, then September, we had Rising Sun, Mask of the Phantasm, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Schindler's List. October was Fire in the Sky, Hocus Pocus, Needful Things, Judgment Night, and Leprechaun. I'm the Leprechaun. <laughs> I still want to see that movie. You are the Leprechaun, Sean. The Leprechaun, the Leprechaun versus, what do we say? The Leprechaun versus. Is that, is, is that sort of like You Are the Walrus? Yes. I, am the I was just, yes. You yes. are the Lizard King? All right, yes. I am the Pumpkin King. There you go. Uh-huh. Uh, and then last month, November, we had So I Married an Axe Murderer, Dazed and Confused, Wayne's World 2, Grumpy Old Men, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Tight tights. <clears throat> and then this, in December, we had our 500th episode, Alive, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Tombstone, Son-in-Law, and Nightmare Before Christmas, and then finishing up with Enter the Dragon. So, uh, gentlemen, it was a full year. It was a full, full year. And I 500 just, episodes. That was, that's a little crazy. Like that part's a little crazy to me. Uh, one awesome. of our, one of our, you know, our the, a podcast that we fanboy on mm -hmm. just reached their 500th episode recently as well. Oh, did they do theirs wow. too? Okay. Greatest generation, I believe. Oh, nice. Wow. That's I saw, awesome. I saw a, a, a social media post to that effect. Okay. That's right. awesome. Nice. Okay. Well, we only like what six hundred left to go, and we've caught up with the Nerdist. Yeah, well, yeah we're doing. No. Yeah, okay. We're just, we're doing, just keep turning them out. We're keep coming for you, out. Nerdist. Yeah, right, right behind you there, Hardwick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Does he even still do Nerdist? I, I don't even know. I don't think he still does Nerdist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ah well, we'll catch up. The day is ours. Ha ha. Uh, Third person. Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny, funny name. It's a funny name. All right, everybody. Bo, Pat, thank you for being here. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right, everybody, have a lovely, uh, have a lovely New Year's. Uh, this one should be dropping on December 30th, so happy New Year's to everybody. Hope you all had a wonderful holiday if you, if you celebrate the holidays. Um, and then have a happy New Year, and we'll see you all uh, just a few more days, and uh, we'll, we'll time travel back to 1994 with you. You got it, man. All right, everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. We'll see you in 1994.